Uh, and what he actually did there is fucking crazy as hell. Oh, God. Um, he built Tesla coils so goddamn big that he produced not only artificial lightning, but artificial thunder. What? What? That, yeah, Holy so Tesla shit. has at last become a god yeah. of lightning. Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your sleepy host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James. Are you ready for some good show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're going to be the one bringing the energy today. <laughs> Uh, we hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested while we break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateurs best to give a basic account of the major events in these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're gonna try anyway. So, James, who do we have this week? Nikola Tesla and Terrare. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Only when I'm dead. To the history lab. Two men. One is Nikola Tesla. The other I have no idea because James won't fucking tell me. In the battle for something or other, only Tesla can invent the Tesla coil. Tell me, if you had to design a better mousetrap, what would be your genius approach? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. well, I, I'd try and hit two birds with one stone. So Okay. We gotta it's a get... mousetrap, not a bird trap. Well, well, true. Um, <laughs> but, like, America... They're basically mice with wings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, Kill okay. One stone. If America has two problems, it's these. First of all, mice, and second of all, homeless people. Oh my so, god. <laughs> so here's, oh my god. Here's my solution, alright? <laughs> we give the homeless people flamethrowers, and then we employ yeah. them to burn the mice. Thus, employing the people who need jobs, and getting rid of our <laughs> mouse problem. <laughs> Is it really necessary to melt the mice? Yes. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> a melted mouse is worth two in the bush, or whatever that quote is. Jesus anyway, Christ. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so what would your what would be your idea for a mouse trap? Well, since I wrote the goddamn question, I had a day and a half to think about it. You're right, thanks for that. Um, but I didn't use the day and a half. Um, so I think what we should do to uh, trap the mice is to translate uh, the Book of Mormon oh, into mouse-speak, oh, and then just convert them all to Mormonism, and then then they would procreate, but within, like, only Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, uh... We just solved so many problems. Solved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the future. It's the way of the future. Oh, dear. Um... All right, so, computer, please bring up Nikola Tesla, uh, Tesla, Tesla, New Zealand, <laughs> uh, and Tarare. Yes. Okay, so, what is Nikola Tesla best known for? Nikola Tesla is best known for being a mad scientist <laughs> that everyone thinks could have saved the planet from everything uh, if his genius had only been better recognized or better funded. Oh, right, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so what does this non-funded Serb look like? 
This guy, Serb. Isn't he Serbian? Oh, yeah. I think he's Croatian. Or Croatian. Ah, yeah, same Austria. thing. <laughs> it's not like they've had wars over national identity over there. I mean, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what he looks like, though. He okay. looks like uh, Walt Disney with twice the swagger. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so in his photos, he's usually looking directly in the camera, which is kind of odd for the day. Well, in this way, he's like looking down at you. Oh, okay. Like, I'm so smart. Um, but anyway, so he's got wavy black hair, respectable ears, uh, a nose that I'm jealous of, oh. uh, a thick mustache, which I could give or take, and eyes that pierce the soul. I'm giving him an 8 out of 10. Oh, shit. That's yeah. pretty high. Wow. So what is, what is Terrare best known for? Uh, Terrare uh, is, is best known for being one of the craziest motherfuckers who ever lived. Really? That's all I'm gonna say. It gets um, weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm ready. Okay. Um, so what did he look like? Well, we should say to listeners that uh, Aaron doesn't know anything about this guy. Like, usually we, we talk a little bit before we record. Uh, <coughs> yeah. And we know who the other person is covering. But I haven't told Aaron shit about Terrare. <laughs> so uh, this will be good. <laughs> uh, what? But you, are you going to tell me what he looks like? Or uh, are you yes. just not going to tell me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So. Um, Torare was slim and of average height for the time. Uh, he's actually kind of tiny, and uh, at age 17, he weighed only about 100 pounds, so uh, pretty small. He, Whoa. He also had very fine, very soft hair. Um, uh, so, you a know. strange detail. <laughs> right. Uh, also, his mouth was abnormally huge and wide, his teeth were heavily stained, and his lips were so thin that they were almost invisible. Oh god, what? Is this a fucking alien? No. Is this a joke? Is it's this not, a joke? It's not a joke. Like, <laughs> okay. like, okay, I'm not done with the physical description though. Uh, oh god. His cheeks just kind of hung on the sides of his mouth like deflated balloons. <laughs> but when he was eating, he could hold about 12 apples inside of his mouth at <laughs> once. <laughs> Oh my god. We're not done. Also, no. <laughs> also, the skin of his belly was so loose that he could hold it like a rope and wrap it around his waist. <laughs> You're fucking with me. No, I, I, I'm i not <laughs> fucking with you. This is true, okay? We're, oh my god. We're gonna get... Don't worry, we'll get into the science what? of it later. <laughs> why did we... Okay, now I know why we paired this guy with Nikola Tesla. Right. Because this is already <laughs> yeah okay out but, uh, of this world. Yeah, <laughs> he's an alien. I know he is. Uh, you can't convince me otherwise. Maybe yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, after eating, this uh, this flap of belly skin would inflate like a giant balloon. Oh, yep. So what the fuck? That is his physical <laughs> description. I am gobsmacked. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, hold on to your chair. <laughs> this is gonna get crazy. Oh my god. Okay, well, then, in that case, I think we should just get on to Nikola Tesla's... Jesus, too much coffee. Mm. Early life. Okay. Um, and, uh, just so we can get to finding out what the fuck is with Terrare. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, tell me about Tesla's right. early life. All right, so, Nikola Tesla was born in the village of, and I'm gonna fuck this up because I'm an American, uh, Smiljan. <laughs> I think it's Smiljan. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's in the it's the in the Austrian Empire, which is now mm. Croatia. Oh, and yes. he was born in the summer of 1856. 
All he right. was the son of an Eastern Orthodox. Yeah, I know. Great, 1856. That's the good that's year. The shit, right? Yeah. Best year. Um, <laughs> he was the son <laughs> of an Eastern Orthodox priest named Milutin, and a woman who was best known for being extremely intelligent named Duca. Oh, okay. Um, and Duca was known for making excellent tools and being able to deal with uh, mechanical problems like with no trouble at all. Oh wow. Um, she also had an amazing memory and could memorize entire epics when she chose to. Jeez. <laughs> Um, they call that, well, they say it passed on to Tesla. He he got her memory tight or whatever. Right, wasn't, and, I, and that's, wasn't... I believe that's the Doppler effect, correct? Oh, yes, definitely. That's that's the Doppler effect. Right, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Tesla was one of five children. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Nikola Tesla. They were all Teslas because they were from the same family. Sure. Uh, in case you were wondering, <laughs> dumb fuck. <laughs> Tesla was one of five children. He was the second youngest. Okay. Uh, and he had one brother and about three sisters. About three sisters, not oh, quite three okay. sisters. Okay. Um, uh, not for long, though. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, his older brother was killed by a horse when Nikola was about five, oh. uh, which is pretty damn sad. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Tesla went to primary school in his native village and studied math, German, and religion. All the topics you need to succeed in life. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hitting all the, checking all the boxes. Mm -hmm. So a year after Tesla's brother was killed, the family up and moved to a different town oh. uh, where Tesla's schooling continued until he was all the way through middle school. Okay. And he learned more things, but you know, probably just more math and more German and more religion. Yes, uh, good. Yes. But when he was about 14, he, more, uh, he moved to a town called Karlovac uh, to attend a high school called the Higher Real Gymnasium. Oh, dear. <laughs> which is still around in modern-day Croatia. Oh. Um, and he did so fucking well here that his teachers accused him of cheating. Oh, dear. Uh, because he could do integral calculus in his head. Jeez. <laughs> I know. Okay. I can't do it at all. So I can't do- like... I can't do addition in my head. <laughs> I'm still in Roman numerals. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, it was here at the, uh, the higher real gymnasium, <laughs> uh, where he was first introduced to the physics of electricity. Which, if you know anything about Nikola Tesla, became kind of his major thing. Ah. Yeah. Right. So he finishes high school a year early and goes back to Smiljan in 1874, now 17 years old, and promptly gets infected with cholera. Oh. Yeah. So he was bedridden for nine agonizing months. Oh, God. Uh, and nearly died several times. Yeah. Uh, being in bed all the time, though, he had a lot of time to kill. Uh, so he read. Uh, he read books, mm. mainly, mainly books, particularly by Mark Twain. Okay. Yeah, books as opposed to like newspapers and BuzzFeed and parchments. Like yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, his dad also promised him that if he got better, uh, he would pay for him to go to the best engineering school around. Oh. So, with the words of Mark Twain and the promise of a bright future, Tesla pulled through. Hurrah! Yeah. So he attributed his recovery to the good sense contained in Mark Twain's books. Hmm. Uh, apparently he believed that the encouragement he got from reading Twain directly contributed to his recovery. Which, you know, who knows? Like, the brain has so much power. <laughs> well, the brain is so fucking weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you put... What is it? I was hearing about this study. Uh, if you put eyes on, li like, f like fake eyes uh -huh. um, and you on the wall and you tell somebody not to take something, like, you know, they have a pot of coffee in a mug, it's like, don't take the coffee, it's not for you. Yeah. They'll take the coffee if it's been an hour or two. <laughs> um, but if there are eyes on the wall... Like those googly eyes? That like you get those from googly Hobby eyes Lobby? or like a picture of eyes? They oh. don't do it, because they don't <laughs> like the feeling of being watched. That's so weird. 
Yeah, so the brain is fucked up, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so he recovers from cholera, which is not an easy thing to do in mm. 1870s, you know, smilgen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So anyway, it's 1874, and the Austro-Hungarian army wants Tesla to join up. And great. by that, I mean they drafted him. <laughs> not great. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, oh, great. Yeah, no, great. great. Never mind. The draft. Uh, yeah, great. Great. The draft. The draft is good. We love mm. the draft. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so Nikola Tesla did not like this because, remember, uh, he wants to go to that fancy engineering school. And also, remember, he's a bleeding-heart liberal who is not a patriot oh, and won't serve his fuck country. him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the American way. Wait, are you saying that people in the Austria-Hungarian army aren't patriotic? Uh, no, um... <laughs> Sorry, that's like a really obscure history joke. Never mind. Uh, please explain. Uh... I just remember that the, the Austro-Hungarian army was just so badly organized because all the officer, officers uh, spoke German, I believe, but none of the soldiers did because they were all Hungarian or Bulgarian oh, yeah. or Croatian or whatever. So it was just a, a clusterfuck. And in one battle, the Austro-Hungarian army fought itself on accident. And like oh, right. twenty thousand people died. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so Tesla doesn't want to join the infighting uh, multilingual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. yeah. Yeah. They're fighting in bread. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it's very yeasty. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so they'll rise he, up again. He does. <laughs> So Tesla decides that he does he's going to dodge the draft, mm -hmm. right? So he runs away to the mountains, uh, uh -huh. where he disguises himself as a hunter and lays low until he's pretty sure he's not going to be conscripted. Okay. Uh, while doing this, he said that he connected deeply with nature in her harsh but loving embrace. Um, he found himself stronger in both mind and body. Mm. Uh, in the hills and mountains, he also read voraciously because he brought some books with him, I guess. Um... <laughs> He really seemed to get something out of this time in the wilderness, which Good. is interesting, because yeah. a lot of great men seem to have, like, their wilderness years, and... That's true. Sounds like Nikola Tesla's wilderness years. Yeah. Anyway, so this goes on for about one year. Ah. Uh, and then he comes out of hiding to enroll in the Austrian Polytechnic, which is now... Uh, well, which is still in Graz, Austria. Mm -hmm. um, this university is still around. Uh, it's actually known as the Graz University of Technology. Ah. Uh, and now I follow them on Twitter, because what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah so I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm not sure how this works, uh, but Tesla got in on a military scholarship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I may have been misreading that, but it, it was a military scholarship. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I, actually, that's, that's going to be a theme. There's a lot of things that happen in this story where I'm like, what the hell? How did that happen? Uh, and Doppler effect. I have no... Yeah, every time. It's the Doppler effect. Mm -hmm. Every time. Anyway. Uh, so it doesn't it doesn't matter much why he got in because he did so goddamn well at this university that he began, became known to the dean as a, quote, star of the first rank. Oh, wow. <laughs> like he wrote a letter to his dad. Like, <laughs> this kid is like a genius. <laughs> So Tesla got perfect grades, uh, never missed a lecture, passed nine exams, oh. which is, I don't know how it works, but it's like twice as many as you have to take. Okay. Uh, he starts a Serbian cultural club. Oh, wow. Uh, and it came at a tremendous cost. Oh, dear. <clears throat> because Tesla worked from like three in the morning until midnight oh. and never took a day off. Holy shit. So he, he got did like this three hours of sleep every night. Yeah, ah! and he did this. He did this for his entire life. Oh my god! So he must have been because yeah. there are those people who don't need as much sleep as mm -hmm. you know, like us muggles. 
<laughs> so he must have. Like, how could you live otherwise? Um, uh, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so okay, yeah. um, it was a pretty radical schedule, and it actually got him into trouble because his professors were like actually worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they started writing to his parents asking them to approach uh, little Nicky and basically tell him to chill the fuck out, or he'll drive himself into the ground. No. Uh, they don't, and <laughs> Tesla starts filling his time with stuff other than work, namely gambling. Oh, oh god. Yeah, like this genius gets sucked into gambling, shows you the power of addiction. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so this lost him his scholarship, uh, and he ended up gambling away pretty much every dollar he had to his oh. name. Yeah, and then he won some of it back, so he didn't sink completely, um, but it was still pretty bad because he wasn't ready for his exams. Yeah, wow. And then he was denied an extension to make up for lost time. Hmm. So, like, he he fucked himself over by yeah. getting into the gambling. So, anyway, Nikola Tesla dropped out of UT Graz and was pretty much, you know, he pretty much fucking vanished. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, um, like his his whole family and all of his friends for a while thought he was dead. Oh, jeez. Um, like, that's how sudden his disappearance was. They, like, thought he might have fallen into the, into the river and drowned. <laughs> um, but he was still very much alive. Uh, he went to Maribor and started working as a draftsman, which didn't pay much, uh, but that really didn't matter because he gambled it all away anyway. Oh, come on. Uh, in 1879, about a half year uh, after he dropped out, his father discovered that Nicky was alive and in Maribor, and his old dad went to beg him to come home and start over. Mm -hmm. Tesla refused to go home. Come on! And then he had a nervous breakdown a few weeks later. Uh, and he, it was so violent, apparently, that the police noticed oh. and, like, started going through his shit, and they were like, hey, you don't have a residence permit. Oh, dear. And so they sent him back to, uh, Smiljan. Oh. Or was it Smiljan? Whatever unit, whatever town they were living in. I don't right. think it was Smiljan. Um, but anyway, so, he's back, he's back at home, and he's teaching classes at his old school. Mm -hmm. And, which, you know, puts him basically back at square one. After no. his little adventures in, in Graz and Maribor. Oh, God. Uh, and then his dad dies, no. like, a few weeks after he comes oh, home. So this is, like, a, a really shitty year for Nikola Tesla. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, uh... <laughs> and that's gonna be a theme. Oh, no. <laughs> Nikola Tesla has a lot of shitty years. Oh. Um, so anyway, January of the next mm. year, uh, Tesla's 24... And a pair of uncle, his uncles decide uh, that Tesla is not going to waste his life in some backwater town, uh, especially when he's so clearly a genius. Yeah. So they put together a bunch of money and get his genius ass out to Prague to enroll in the Charles Ferdinand University. Great. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't get in because he was too late. Uh uh, so yeah, I know. So they they're like, we're gonna send you on this noble quest to get your degree at last, and then he's like. Well, you guys sent me, like, too fucking late oh. to start this semester. So he audits whatever courses he can and, you know, uh, just sort of piddles away the money, I suppose. Okay. Um, and then a year later, he's in Budapest somehow, uh, <laughs> and then lands this sweet job as the chief electrician at the Budapest Telephone Exchange. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got, he's got a little bit of light in his right. life now. Uh, so here he, he worked to improve the equipment available and also claimed to have built what basically amounts to a signal tower. Uh, but he never patented it, so we don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't know if it worked, um, but that's kind of what it was. Yeah, he was like, I built a signal tower, you know, like it's going to help with radio or whatever. Right. Um, but anyway, that's where we're going to leave Tesla. And when we come back, we'll be talking about his adult life. Jesus, so sad. I know. Well, it gets worse. No. And I learned a lot about, I learned a lot about Tesla and, uh, 
Well, there's a lot of books about written about him that are apparently really good, but I didn't read any of them because right. I don't have the money for books right now. Right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyway, there's that. Uh, I think we should take a break. I need a drink. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, we'll be right back, everybody. Hello, Donald Duck. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what the fuck I was that? I choked on some water. <laughs> Why, hello, everybody! Um, yeah. Okay, well, that was 21 minutes. I think that's good. Shall we roll? Let's roll. And welcome back to We Talk About Dead People. And when we left off, we were talking about Nikola Tesla's early life. And now we're going to be talking about... Tarare's <laughs> yes. uh, early life. Yes, and are. I want to remind the audience mm. that this is one of those few episodes where I don't have uh, visual confirmation of what James is saying, which is to say I'm not looking at the script that is written on his brain, because obviously we don't write Never. the script. No. Never write the script. I don't know what Google uh, Docs is, so how can yeah, we? Yeah, what the fuck is Google Docs? Right. I mean, why is it open? I'm I don't just know. gonna close this yes. bullshit. Like, <laughs> Well, anyway, so I don't know what the fuck is about to happen, so I think it's gonna be pretty cool. It is. Um, well, it's yeah. kind of amazing. It's... All right. Well, so... I'm just gonna sit here and sip my ridiculous water and okay. How you were gonna say something about how amazing it was, but then the Google delay like fucked me up. No, oh, that's okay. Uh, it's not the first time I've been fucked by Google. But oh my god. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you remember the first time that you read uh, the New Testament? Yes. Okay. That's what it was like reading about Tarare's life. <laughs> it was like. Holy shit, this is the truth. This is how I'll be saved. <laughs> is that his full name? Oh, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think you just better take it away, James, okay, and so, I'll just uh, sit here and just Yeah, so, so remember that Tarare is kind of like a small dude, but he's got that giant deformed mouth, <laughs> and then he can wrap his stomach around his waist? Yes! Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into his early life. Uh, shall we? Oh. Yeah, I think we shall. Okay. Uh, go. <laughs> Tarare was born in rural France in 1772, near the town- Okay, wait, wait, wait. We've got two mistakes already. Uh-huh. At least three. Okay. At least two, but maybe three. Uh-huh. <laughs> One, Terrare was born. <laughs> yes. Two, Terrare was born in the 1700s. Yes. And three, Terrare was born in France. Right, yeah. Um, mm. And I know that pisses you off because oh, it you does. hate the French. It, I do, yes. <laughs> Not quite as much as, should I even say, as fucking New Zealand, but France... <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Another thing. Uh-huh. If his name is Tarare and he was born in France, doesn't that mean it's like Talale or something like that? How do French pronounce R? Tarare! I don't know how they pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tarare in French is pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we surrender! Oh, oh, oh. oh my god! Fuck <laughs> We're never gonna get to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so. Sorry. Go. <laughs> Tell us about Terrari being born in France. Yeah. Where was he born near? Uh, he was born near the town of Lyon. <laughs> uh, Good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, like you brought up earlier, Terrari may not actually be his real name, but it's what everybody okay. called him. Okay. Uh-huh. He also had the nicknames Bomb Bomb Terrari. 
<laughs> and Terrare bomb today. <laughs> no, for real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrare bomb bomb. <laughs> bomb bomb Terrare. Okay. Oh my god. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now the reasons why uh, these were his nicknames is that they were supposed to mimic the sounds of Terrare's constant explosive farting. What? <laughs> no. I'm not joking. No. Okay, now that's the only fart joke I have in here. Don't worry. Oh my god, thank god. Yes. What the fuck? Mm, I know. Seriously? I, I'm serious. You're making this up. I am not. It, this is just the beginning. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so yeah. Oh god. Bomb bomb terrar. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Alright, All right, go. So go you're go probably on. wondering why this guy is remembered in history. Yeah! And it's pretty much solely because this dude could eat. <laughs> yeah, and when I when I say this guy could eat, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, oh my god. So, growing up, Terare would constantly be eating and eating and eating, and when he was not eating, he was searching for more food. Uh, oh god. <laughs> And Story when, of my life. <laughs> yeah, right. And when Terare, uh, when he had become a teenager, he could actually eat a quarter of a full-grown cow in a single day. What the fuck? How did they? How did he afford this? Well, okay. So uh, I'm just about to get into that. So oh, not God. surprisingly, his poor farmer parents could not support his crazy dietary needs anymore. So unfortunately, Terare was kicked out of his house when he was only in his teens. Because he ate too much. Because he ate too much, and he wouldn't stop Man. eating. People had lower standards back then for what constituted kicking out uh, deservedness. Jesus, that was True. a bad sentence. Yeah, I, if I, I were... understood it. <laughs> yeah, if my parents, if my parents could kick me out for how much I ate as a teen, then they probably would have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So to survive, remember Tara is out in the French countryside. Right. Uh, he joined a group of traveling thieves and prostitutes. Uh, mm. And he became sort of their mascot, it seems, uh, because <laughs> he only ever was begging or stealing food. That's all he did. That's all he did? That's all he did. Yep. Wow. Uh, eventually, though, Terari figured that he could actually become a street entertainer for his weird skill of eating fucking everything. Oh my god, no! Yeah, so Terare became a traveling street performer and served as the warm-up act to a street magician. And the crowd absolutely loved him, uh, because oh. Terare would eat pretty much anything they would give to him. And this included such things as corks, stones, <laughs> live, <laughs> live animals... What the shit?! Entire basketfuls of apples, uh, and other things that we'll get to later. Uh, <laughs> but for now, I think we'll leave Terare and his giant stomach. <laughs> Already? Oh, I was just getting into well, it. Well, yeah, I, I'm just trying to keep you primed for his adult life, because his adult life... I was crying laughing reading his adult <laughs> life. Just just wait, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh, huh. my God. Oh. Well, we gotta get through Nikola Tesla's adult life so we can get back to Terare. Well, okay, I want to know about Nikola Tesla, because, like... It's a name that everyone knows, but no one knows fucking anything about him, it seems. Yeah, so, well, it, what's interesting is that, like, even I, you know, the genius that I Oh, am, yes, indeed, yes. Um, even I was like, I actually don't know what the fuck Nikola Tesla did. Right. You know, like, I, I know about the coil. Yeah. You know, that it blasts electricity sort of wantonly or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what the fuck it does. 
Sure. Like the closest, the best understanding I had of Tesla was, uh, I, like Fallout 3 is a Tesla cannon, and, <laughs> yeah. and the Prestige has a guy playing Tesla in it. Oh right. And uh, yeah, my brother read a book about Tesla and was like floored. Um, I, and I remember playing Red Alert 2. If you played as the Soviets, you could build Tesla tanks and Tesla coils, which would blast right. Americans. Well, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I also know oh. that there's some conspiracy theories revolving around Tesla. Uh, yeah, and they're legit. Yes, that's what I've also heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so okay. we're going to get to that. But most of that happened in his, his uh, like, later life, so sure. probably not in his adult life. So okay, anyway. well, tell me about his adult life. <clears throat> so when we left Tesla, he was inventing but not patenting radio equipment at the Budapest Telephone Exchange. Uh, and that was in 1881. Remember? Yes. <laughs> yes. So in 1882, uh -huh. uh, Tesla's buddy recommends him for a job in Paris called the Continental Edison Company. Oh, ho, ho, it's Edison time! Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so most people who know this story know that Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla are not the best of friends at certain points in this story. Right. Uh, but that hasn't happened yet, and actually I didn't cover that little... Okay. Yeah, because uh, I've heard spat. that too. I haven't, didn't cover that too closely because it's not about Edison, it's about Tesla. Right, sure. Um... But if you want to be, if you want to see something like uh, hero worship, you could go read the Oatmeal's comic about Tesla and Edison. It's a, it's a little bit. I find the Oatmeal a little bit cringeworthy at times. Okay. Um, but it could be because like he's just licking Tesla's feet, and it's like Jesus, dude, like <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um. Uh -huh. So yeah, we're not gonna cover Edison very much. Mm -hmm. Um. So. Anyway, so Nikola Tesla has been hired by Edison's company, right? And what's he doing? Um, he's installing light bulbs ah. throughout <laughs> Paris, the city of lights. Uh, uh, more like the city of lightweights, am I Shut right? The fuck ah! up. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so Tesla is installing lights, uh, and he's learning a lot about the practical sides of uh, electric electrical lighting systems. Okay. Um, which is to say it's not just a theoretical thing in his head now. He's building these things with his hands, yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, because he's Nikola Tesla, uh, management folks start to notice that he's an actual genius. Mm -hmm. uh, and upon questioning Tesla, they discover that he's actually hugely educated in the fields of physics and engineering. So they're like, you know, what the hell are you doing <laughs> acting like an electrician when you're closer to, like, an electricity wizard? Ah, yes. Um, so they start sending him off on various design jobs, getting him to... Uh, build them new electrical motors mm -hmm. and also using him as what amounts to tech support all over France and Germany. Wow. So in 1884, after a few years of this piddly little work, Tesla impress impresses his manager, Charles Batchelor so much that Charles drags Nikola Tesla to the Edison machine works in New York city. Moving up, right? Oh, of course, it's New York. Wrong! Oh, oh. <laughs> All he does is get sent down to join an absolute fucking jungle of a workforce in a big box building in Manhattan. Oh, no. And he's being used as tech support again. Oh, no. Um, but this is at least work that gets him out on the road a little bit, so there's that, sure. right? Um, it's also possible that Tesla may have met Thomas Edison once or twice. Hmm. Um, he almost certainly did at least once. Okay. Uh, one night, and this is from his autobiography, uh, one night he was repairing the dynamos of an ocean liner called the SS Oregon and ran into his boss talking with none other than Thomas Edison. Wow. Um, uh, uh, oh, God. Oh, dear. <laughs> One night, he was repairing the dynamos of an ocean liner called the SS Oregon and ran into none other than Thomas Edison. The same! Uh, the very same, uh, who quipped about working their Parisian friend all night long. Mm. 
So, like, the Tesla had been out there all night repairing the dynamos, wow. and Edison was actually really impressed mm -hmm. um, with his abilities to fix this ship's uh, dynamos, and commented that, quote, this is a damn good man. <laughs> Great. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of Tesla, his future competitor. Mm. Uh, so anyway, after this, Tesla was tasked with developing a new kind of arc lamp-based uh, street lighting system. Mm. Now... I know nothing about science, so right. I'm going to fuck this up. Okay. But arc lamps, from what I can tell, are different from incandescent bulbs. Mm. Yeah. Okay. S that's all I know. Uh, <laughs> incandescent bulbs... Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> incandescent bulbs uh, were the kind of thing that Edison was making. Um, those were fairly low voltage, Okay, right? yeah. Arc lamps were not. Ah. Um, nonetheless, arc lamps were still more popular in a lot of cities. And Edison, seeing this, wanted to put time into developing an arc lamp that he can sell. Hmm. Uh, so he puts Tesla on the case. There you go. Great. So Tesla develops his arc lamp uh, over the course of like six months, and it's never put into production. Oh no. So that's frustrating. Yes. <laughs> but that's not the only thing wrong with Edison's treatment of Tesla. Oh, no. Edison's underling had also uh, had a bad habit of promising uh, Tesla bonuses for working extra hard and then not delivering. Oh. Uh, we're not exactly sure why, but Tesla ended up quitting his job working under Edison, probably because him. he was being promised bonuses that he never got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it kept happening. It wasn't just like a one-off. It was like, hey, hey, we'll give you $50,000 if you finish this job in six months instead of a year. And Tesla's like, you know I can do it. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. And he does it. And they're like, we don't actually have $50,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, Tesla writes in his diary, um, on this day that he quit, just simply, goodbye to the Edison machine works. Okay. And he misspelled goodbye, which is funny. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, he's, this, he's from Serbia or Croatia or somewhere, so, like, yeah, give him a break. I'm giving him a break. I'm just saying. Jesus. You don't man. have to be good at spelling to be Tesla. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm what just did trying you say? to give you a hard time. I, I don't know. Never mind. It's Jesus, man? Is that what you said? Yes. No, I said, never mind. <laughs> I said, Jesus, man, is like, Oh, yeah, never mind. Jesus, man. So, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so, yeah. getting along, because I want to get back to Terrare. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, after quitting the Edison machine work, uh, t uh, machine works, Edison, or Edison, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Tesla uh, took the system that they never released, because it wasn't patented. Okay. And then kind of retooled it a little bit just to avoid that sort of, sh you know, bullshit. Because Edison was known for going after people who were his competitors. Oh, dear. Like, yeah. He was a real bastard about it. Mm. So anyway, Tesla changes it slightly and then patents it. Mm. Um, it's probably very, well, pretty much exactly the same one he designed under Edison. Okay. <clears throat> he also patented a DC generator and got uh, the funding to start his own company, the Tesla Electric Light and Manufacturing Company. Here we go. I know, I'm getting started. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he had his Arclight systems installed somewhere in New Jersey, and this got the press's attention because, damn, those were some good lights. Mm -hmm. um, and then Tesla got screwed. Oh, no. Uh, his investors basically kicked him out and took all of his patents because they wanted to downsize his half of the company. Oh, no. This left him completely penniless, and he was working as a ditch digger for $2 a day. Oh, God. Yeah, so <clears throat> Tesla regarded this stage of his life as a mockery of his hard work in developing his understanding of lighting and electrical technology, which yeah, it is. Yes, of course. You know? yeah. This guy's educated, and he's been working with electricity for years, and now he's digging ditches because some bastards wanted to just kick him out of his own company. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, 
The same year he lost it all, mm. which was 1886, oh, Tesla met a man from Western Union named Alfred Brown and another named Charles Peck. Okay. Uh, these two super dudes were super interested in setting up a company with Tesla in charge and dividing the profits three ways. Great! And this meant the birth of the Tesla Electric Company in 1887. Holy shit. So he dug ditches for like a year. Oh. And then he was like, oh God, we're starting a new company named after me. Yeah. So uh, in this company, Tesla set up his own laboratory in Manhattan, where mm -hmm. he worked on improving already existing electrical devices. He patented a new motor, which became widely successful. Um, which is to say, not at all, and we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so it was like recognized for its genius, but nobody bought it. Oh dear. Um, <clears throat> but this motor was uh, was special because it ran on AC current, alternating current, um, which oh. meant that yeah, I, I thought it was uh, air conditioning of... current, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, king of comedy over here. Anyway, yes. so <clears throat> this meant lower maintenance costs, uh, long distance high voltage power transmission, and more. Okay. Uh, and. At first, the thing sold so damn well, it effectively made Tesla rich. Great! Um, so in the space of two years, Tesla's gone from running a company, losing a company, digging ditches, getting a new company, inventing a new motor, and becoming a made man. Yeah. Uh, anything is possible, kids, even if you're from the Austrian Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so anyway, this effectively puts Tesla in competition with his old boss, Thomas Edison. Mm. So that whole thing begins. Oh, dear. Uh, and then a whole bunch of other complicated shit happens. Okay. Uh, Westinghouse, the electrical company that Tesla is now under, runs into a lot of trouble and basically can't pay Tesla what they owe him in royalties for the sale of this motor that he built. Yeah. Um, so Tesla, being a bro, uh, releases them from the royalty clause. Oh. Uh, which basically means that he said, yeah, you know what? Just keep the millions. Try to save yourselves. Right. Which was a good move. What a great guy. Uh, because, <laughs> yeah, because Westinghouse eventually recovered and, well, they basically took care of him for the rest of his life. Oh, good. Um, so, anyway, six years later, <clears throat> about it was their recovery came about six years later, mm -hmm. um, and they came back and purchased um, the patent for this, for this AC motor uh from tesla for like five million dollars in today's money oh nice okay <laughs> um, so now that he's filthy rich mm -hmm. uh tesla moves out of his old office and into the new one which is huge and there's uh, that's where he begins to do those huge things those zappy things Ooh. godly oh. things tesla things oh. yeah so in the hot summer of 1889 tesla went to what's called the exposition universelle oh god <laughs> uh, it's the World's Fair. Oh, okay. Uh, in fact, it's called a World's Fair, but we call it the World's Fair because we can't pronounce French shit. Mm, mm -hmm. um, it was exactly what you'd imagine, uh, and this was the fair uh, where the for which the Eiffel Tower was constructed. So ah. it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, the big noise of this thing was Hertz. Hold for applause. Get it? Because Hertz noise, big right. noise. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Hertz, Heinrich Hertz to be exact, uh, was experimenting with radio waves and electromagnetic radiation, and Tesla was wildly interested as a result, uh, and uh, then just kind of went and invented the Tesla coil. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, like I said earlier, I am no scientist, right? so of course I must take this opportunity to fuck up explaining exactly what a Tesla coil is. Great. In layman's terms, mm -hmm. it's a big metal zappy thing that has giant lightning bolts shooting off of it. Ah, in more complex terms, the lightning bolts it produces uh, are high-voltage, low-current, high-frequency, alternating-current electricity. I have no fucking clue what that means. Okay. Um, but it's, it's, it's only use, really, is to show itself off. Yeah, so basically, he trapped Zeus in a mattress spring. 
right? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what right, happened. Right, yeah. Uh, he trapped Zeus in a mattress spring. Uh, how he did it, I don't know, but, you know, that's science. <laughs> uh, Doppler effect, actually. Uh, yes, that's the Doppler effect. Um, so, ah, Jesus. Anyway, so, I, like, I, he wanted to find applications for this thing. Right. And he would spend pretty much the rest of his life trying to do it. Mm. Um, but it was really difficult to find applications for a giant zappy thing that just sent off electricity. Okay, yeah. The interesting thing was it would produce, like, a high-voltage uh, high voltage lightning bolt, if you want to call it that. Um, and it wouldn't roast you. Huh. It would just make you feel, like, a little bit warm. Uh. So you could, like, stand near this thing and it would, like, blast you and you'd be like... <laughs> Whatever. Well, I mean, they did it. They did it in the uh, the Prestige. Yeah, movie. I remember that. Yeah, Hugh Jackman walks into all this electricity. It's like, why the fuck isn't he dying? Well, this is why. Zeus is just giving him a hug. Zeus is just giving him a hug, man. Yeah. So mm -hmm. anyway, I know I fucked up that explanation, but the point is Tesla, not the science. Works so, anyway. for me. Yeah. So the next year, Tesla invents something called wireless lighting. Which is basically a way of making the Tesla coil useful. Uh, using the Tesla coil, he managed to pick up some tube lights, uh, to light up some tube lights and incandescent bulbs from across a stage. Uh, which is amazing, but it never yeah. took off because Tesla coils make a fuck ton of noise. I mean, uh -huh. I don't know, that's probably one of the things. That... Right, sure. <laughs> so anyway, in 1892, Tesla was the vice president of the American Institute of Electrical Engineers and stayed there for two years. During this time, he invented a few more things that he didn't, that didn't really take off, such as his steam-powered oscillating generator, which worked but didn't do much, as far as I can tell. Oh, okay. Uh, at least it didn't sell. That's about all I know. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's <laughs> capitalist America. It doesn't yes. sell, it's not worth yes, a damn. Yes. Um, so anyway, in 1893, Tesla was invited to the world's Columbian Exposition, Exposition, which is the Chicago World's Fair of 1893. Oh, 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 oh. What? Yeah, H.H. Holmes. Yeah, yeah, this is the one. Yeah, oh, uh, my least favorite episode. Yes, definitely our worst episode, episode two. <laughs> Uh, don't ever listen to it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't do it. It's so bad. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway, the World's Fair in Chicago was kind of amazing. Mm. Uh, so they had a giant Ferris wheel, a giant ass exhibit hall. Uh, well, actually, they had many giant ass exhibit halls. Uh, filled with displays of giant houses. No, I'm just kidding. Um, of amazing new architectural styles. Okay. And I recommend finding these pictures and having a look because they're like, they're really amazing. It's like this giant glass greenhouse looking thing <laughs> with like a street and there's all these different buildings inside this glass building that are like carefully designed in different architectural styles weird um and it's like in black and white and you know it's 1800s and it's really creepy it's amazing out. like they should make a horror game based in the Chicago oh, world yes Fair. yeah so anyway there were also you know uh, displays sorry. it sounds a bit like dishonored just the <laughs> the first dishonored game like the yeah the it's setting. a lot like dishonored yeah. Mm -hmm. anyway yeah well, and then, and here you go, is because, you know, the, the World's Fair itself, like, it had displays on more than just architecture. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, it had displays on rail travel, weapons, religions, moving walkways, wow. the whole thing. Yeah, so, like, all these different, you know, crazy inventions and things that were happening all around the world. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing ended with the assassination of Carter Harrison Sr. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> uh, who was killed two days before the whole damn thing was over. Good. So, they can't... No! <laughs> He was popular. I know, I know. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, they had to cancel the final events. Because, oh. and, and just do his funeral. We gotta cover him on one of our episodes. Yeah, yeah, well, he may be boring, we don't know. Popular people are, are usually boring, that's true, so. That's true, yeah. 
Anyway, so this Chicago World's Fair was immortalized for a lot of reasons, but a big one was the electrical displays. They had lights. A lot of them. Oh. 93,000 to be exact. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, in 1893. Wow, yeah. So, <clears throat> and uh, Westinghouse Electric, at which Tesla was employed, outbid Edison's company by 70 cents per lamp hmm. uh, because they used alternating current as opposed to direct current. So AC instead of DC. And, and Edison was still stuck on DC for the most part. Got it, okay. Um, so this is a blow to Edison and a victory for Tesla! All right! Yeah, yeah I know. Okay. One. <laughs> so after this, Tesla harnesses the power of fucking Niagara Falls <laughs> and sells a whole power system from Westinghouse to the Westinghouse Westinghouse to the Niagara Falls Cataract Construction Company. Wow. Uh, they're going to use it to generate power for a town. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. In 1895, the guy who owned the construction company named Edward Dean Adams was so impressed by this success that he took a tour of Tesla's lab and marveled at the wonders he found there. Hmm. Like, he was so blown away by how cool Tesla was that he agreed to help fund, develop, and market Tesla's previous inventions and any new ones he made in the future. Wow. Yeah. That's so, impressed. like, he goes, I'm going to buy everything you have. Yeah. And this is just after uh, uh, Tesla outbids um, Edison for the World's Fair. Right. And more than likely, Westinghouse outbids Edison for the Cataract Construction Company. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this lab that the uh, the dude was marveling over. Yeah. <clears throat> Tesla's lab caught fire. Oh, no. The same year hmm. after the deal had been signed. And the fire was so hot that it literally destroyed everything. Everything. Oh, God. Um, notes, inventions, prototypes, even some of the shit he displayed at the World's Fair, all gone. Jeez. Right. So Tesla told the New York Times, quote, I am in too much grief to talk. What can I say? Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I, I'm going to speculate and say it might have been a, uh, arson. That's what like, I was there's thinking. No evidence. Yeah. There's no evidence for that, but it seems... Thomas Edison you know. may have been uh, lighting the old fire... <laughs> <laughs> Lighten the old fire. Yes. Um, so he's lost everything, but oh. nothing stops Tesla. Great. In 1984, he began investigating X-rays. Oh, and he was just a little bit behind the times, but he did this by developing a vacuum tomb that worked by way of a Tesla coil. Oh, shit. I know. Wow. There's some news coming out of this thing. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, he accidentally shot himself with a primitive type of railgun uh, while doing this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so in his experiments, uh, his vacuum tubes were kind of, you know, primitive, relatively speaking. Uh -huh. So when he turned them on, a tiny shard broke off, blasted its way out of the tube, and did the following. And here's a quote from Anderson Leland, a man who wrote extensively about Tesla. Okay. Uh, quote, Tesla said he could feel a sharp stinging pain where it entered his body, and again at the place where it passed out. Oh. In comparing these particles with the bits of metal projected by his electric guns, Tesla said, The particles in the beam of force will travel much faster than such particles, and they will travel in concentrations. Okay. This is a bit a slight prophecy. Oh dear. Oh no. So he's invented he's he's got the idea for the rail gun from yeah. this, right? Basically. Huh. So, anyway, after this, in 1898, Tesla showed off a remote-controlled boat, mm. which he called a telatomaton. <laughs> Wait, uh, a teletubby? A teletubby. <laughs> no, a teletomaton. Okay. Um, teletubbies are teletomatons. Right. Tell your friends. <laughs> oh, that's what their little, the little things sticking out of their heads are. They're really Tesla coils. They're gonna zap <laughs> all of us. 
Maybe they are. You don't know. <laughs> so anyway, um, he's he's driving around this remote control boat, um, and this little boat was driving itself around Madison Square Garden. I guess they had a pool or something there. Um, the crowd was convinced uh, that it couldn't possibly be radio controlled. Wow. Instead, they claimed that it was magic, <laughs> telepathy, <laughs> or literally a trained monkey driving the damn thing. <laughs> Um, and so it's so unbelievable uh, that nobody really buys it. Yeah. And the military doesn't buy it either. <laughs> um, he tried to sell this remote control system to the military, but they didn't see any use in unmanned war machines at the time. Oh, man. George W. Bush is a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Drone oh strikes. God. Sorry. What? <laughs> Obama's uh, got actually... blood on his hands. <laughs> I can't do that voice as good as you. Sorry, um, can't. So, uh, the next year in 1899, Tesla heads to Colorado Springs. Why? You'll he find joins out. Later. The Air Force. Oh, yes. Shit. <laughs> yes, you'll find out later. Um, just okay. kidding. You'll find out right now. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, because like I, the main reason I could find for Tesla going to Colorado Springs, besides it being high altitude, which I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I think it means higher conductivity or something like that. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a dipshit. Right. So, anyway, but basically what I found out was that the main reason was he needed more space mm. because he wanted to build bigger Tesla coils. Oh, badass. Yeah. And, like, I'm so out of my league at this point as far as the science goes that it's not even fair. Yeah. Um, Tesla was such a damn genius that the reasoning behind what he's doing is pretty much opaque to me. Mm. I mean, he told his investors he was working on wireless lighting. Mm-hmm. And he told the press he was working on international wireless telegraphy. Mm. Um, he told me that he loved me and left without another word. Oh, and oh he dear. said so many things. That <laughs> yeah, he was telling everything, everyone different things. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and he said so many things that to decipher what the fuck is going on in his head just seems impossible. Right. Um, so I'm going to just say it might be all of them. Yeah. Uh, and what he actually did there is fucking crazy as hell. Oh, God. Um, he built Tesla coils so goddamn big that he produced not only artificial lightning, but artificial thunder. What? what? The yeah, Holy so Tesla shit. has at last become a god yeah. of lightning. <laughs> um, so his experiments convinced him to his error that he would con he could conduct energy uh, throughout the entire planet. Yeah. And this, this is a theory that stuck with him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, while working on this, Tesla also reported that he was receiving signals from outer space. Mm. Uh, and he thought that they might be messages from other worlds. Jeez. It's actually... But it's more than possible and more and almost probable that these signals were from a guy called Marconi, mm. who was working on radio transmitters okay. and was sending, like, a single letter, S. He's trying to send it across the, the Atlantic. Huh. Um, huh. And that's what uh, Tesla was picking up. He was picking up the letter S. Mm. Um, in Colorado Springs. Right. So, uh, Tesla, though, really did seem to think they might be messages from another planet. Um, and huh. it looks like he was picking up signals, but he was picking up signals from people playing with radios all over the world, which is still right. amazing. It, I mean, for sure. Well, uh, and who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I want to believe. Anyway, so in 1901, Tesla decided he hadn't gone far enough. He got the funding okay. he needed from J.P. Morgan and began planning what's called the Warden Cliff Tower. Oh. This tower looks like a nightmare I had. I gotta look it up real quick. Yeah, take a look. Warden Cliff Tower. Warden Cliff Tower. Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> that thing looks like is something out of Arkham horrifying. Asylum. Jeez. Yeah. 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 Oh, 
I don't Describe like it. Describe it for us, James. Uh, it's... Hmm. It looks like a radio tower, kind of, in the scaffolding metal sort of way. But it's mm-hmm. cone-shaped uh, until the very top. There's, like, this half a globe set on top. And it's emanating electricity in all these pictures. And it's very scary. And I'm scared <laughs> now. I will not say anymore. Okay, that's good. Yes, that's how I felt when I was looking at it. It's mm-hmm. it's a scary-looking piece of equipment. Um, but... Oh, here's one. The truth about Warden Cliff. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> what? Oh, that's interesting. What is the truth about Warden Cliff? Uh... Because I can tell you that the the uh, actual account is, is really underwhelming. Uh, okay, so this says it drives energy into the ground? Uh, it says there's this, well, it has this picture of the underground part of the tower, which is much larger than the tower itself. Really? Uh, and it's, it looks like it's shooting electric rays all over the core of the earth or something. Who knows? Wow. Uh, yeah. Anyway. anyway. Who knows? Well, anyway, so it's, it's scary. And the idea is that he can send, like, um, like text messages to okay. other people. Sure. Um, it can send even images across the globe to anyone who could receive them. Hmm. And if it if it did go, like, do what it claimed to do, yeah. like, that's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that's... There's no proof that it did do yeah. what it claimed to do. Interesting. Because um, so, there was this race going on, right, for radio. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy named Marconi. Macaroni. And in 1901, he... Macaroni. He transmitted the letter S from England to Newfoundland. Wow. So he actually got it that yeah. time. Um, and was able to, like, not only send it out, but receive it. Um, and he beat Tesla in the first run to complete a transmission of this kind. Um, and so, obviously, investors stop giving Tesla money and start giving Marconi money. Right. Um, so Tesla has this giant tower <laughs> that hasn't done anything measurable yet, and people start claiming it's a damn hoax because it's not doing anything. Yeah. Um, and he ended up losing the property and the tower, and the tower was demolished before it could actually do anything. Oh. <laughs> um, and this was kind of like a turning point for Tesla. Um, at this point, his life starts to get progressively sadder. Yeah. Um, he can't get any more money to build his inventions because he's had so many failures at this point, um, and he just has a really hard time selling things. He's not good at marketing. Wow. Um, he, he invents what's called the bladeless turbine, which didn't get picked up. Uh, Tesla tried to sue Marconi for infringement on his wireless tuning patents, but mm. that didn't go anywhere either. Then he designed a VTOL biplane. Oh, okay. <laughs> which, it's vertical takeoff or landing. Oh, that's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, a, an Os- what is it, an Osprey or whatever today? Um, or a, a Phantom Jet, those things can take off vertically or whatever. Yeah. I think the Ra- Raptor can, I'm not exactly sure. Hmm. Um, anyway, so that was his last patent, was a VTOL biplane. <laughs> wow. Um, and now we're going to stop with them because it gets really depressing oh, <laughs> at no. this point. Um, and we're going to save all that fun for after we're entertained by Tarare. Yes. <laughs> but do you need to take a break? I need to take a break, fill up on some coffee and steroids, and then we will be back. Okay. We'll be right back, everybody. Welcome back to We Talk About Dead People, and when we left off, we were talking about Nikola Tesla's adult life, and now we're going to be talking about Terrible Terrare, which I think Terrare is... Terrare has to mean terrible, right? I don't know. Or terror. Oh, who knows? The terror. I don't know. Jesus. The farting terror. Oh, God. That was... You said you were only going to make one. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Can we mark that? 
<laughs> yes. I want to put a beak there. Alright, one... Alright. Gotta keep the beeps! Beep it out, beep it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Are we ready for this? I am ready! Take it away, James! Tell us about Terrare's adult life! Okay, so when we last left Terrare, he was traveling the French countryside, eating whatever he could get his hands on. Uh... <laughs> Good. But eventually, Terrare figured out that there was probably a lot more food in the city of Paris. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, Wait, what? Paris. <laughs> oh, Paris. Paris, Paris! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, so Terrare went to Paris and he started performing there. Uh, okay. So it is 1788 and Terrare is in Paris. And he continued to eat for the crowd. Uh, and remember, <laughs> remember his physical description that I gave earlier. He is not big. He's actually skinny and of average height. So it just doesn't make sense. And he can fit 12 apples in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, and he has that giant okay. mouth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> Are uh -huh. there pictures of this guy? Uh, I don't think so. This was in the 1780s. Oh, oh right. Of course. I'll look I was up. imagining. I'll look it up. There's an, <laughs> here's an ink, uh... Oh, God. An inking of him devouring a dove, it looks like. Oh, don't look up pictures, it'll give it away. Yeah, it looks okay, like there's okay, some drawings sorry. of, like, some modern-day drawings of him, which are really horrific. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, let's get to the horrific shit. <laughs> yeah. Or not. Not yet. Okay. Or more laughs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, remember that he has this giant mouth that just sort of hangs open, <laughs> and he has that yes. skin on his stomach that he can wrap around his waist when it's not yes. holding any food? Okay, I, sorry, that just got to me. Also, whenever he gorged, Terrare's eyes and cheeks would become heavily bloodshot. Uh, his body was hot to the touch, and he was constantly sweating, which gave him a permanent bad odor. Uh, <laughs> that was everybody back then. Well, that's true, yes. But this is particularly bad. Like, some people wouldn't even go near him. Uh, like, they noticed it, and they already smelled like shit. Yeah, okay. Exactly, yes, yeah. Lesson learned. Uh, <laughs> also, after eating, a visible vapor would emanate from his body because of all his farting and belching and sweating. What the What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, also, he had oh chronic diarrhea, which one doctor described as fetid beyond all conception. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fetted beyond all conception. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, that's lovely. And after oh, eating, Terrare would become tired and lethargic. He would belch loudly, and his jaws would make swallowing motions. Uh, and then oh. he'd take a nap, only to wake and repeat the whole goddamn process again. What the fuck is with this guy? However, that's... he never gained any weight, <laughs> and was just kind of skinny his whole life, which I don't understand. Uh, but we'll get into the science later. Uh, <laughs> Doctors hate him. <laughs> yeah. Terrare's one simple trick can keep you young forever. Uh, anyway. Ha 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 ha. Sorry. I'm a little behind today. <laughs> yes, yes you are. So, no. so this went on for a while in the streets of Paris. Uh, Terrare ate everything and anything given to him by the crowd. He had a particular love for snake meat, by the way. Uh, okay. And then one day, something happened. 
Oh, shit. Uh, Terraria was eating for the crowd when suddenly he fell down in pain and started vomiting. Uh, oh, but, God. But the crowd loved him so much that they picked him up and rushed him to the Hotel du Hospital in Paris. Uh, okay. Terraria was, of course, suffering from intestinal obstruction. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Uh, so oh, the, God. So the doctors decide that the best course of action would be to give Terraria a bunch of powerful laxatives. Uh, which good plan. worked, but that must have been a horrific process. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't even want to know. I don't either. Uh, anyway, oh. Terraria was so happy to be back that he offered to show the doctors that he had made a full recovery by eating the surgeon's watch and chain. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> the surgeon was not impressed by this, though, and said that if Terraria did this, he would cut Terraria open to retrieve his items. So Terraria oh went on his way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, now, remember that it's about 1788 in Paris, France at this time. And it seems that this is a pretty good year for the French, except that... Oh my god, Aaron! Do you know oh, what shit. time it is? No. It's time for the fucking French Revolution! <laughs> <laughs> we need to do somebody who was involved in that so we can actually talk about the French Revolution. Yeah, yeah we, really, we really should. Uh, well, we had that executioner dude, um, yeah, but he wasn't what the really hell? involved. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so all of France, and especially Paris, is thrown into this little power struggle, and a lot of France's neighboring countries get scared. Of course. Why? Because Terrare. Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, basically, they get scared because if the French monarchy fails, uh, or falls, people in their own countries might get ideas as well. And might want to overthrow their monarchies. Uh, so countries like Austria and Prussia and Britain are wondering what to do with this situation. Should they send yeah. troops to France to support the monarchy and help quell the rebellions? Or should they use this time to gobble up some of France's territory while the French government is preoccupied? Yeah, two very, very... Douchey. <laughs> douchey moves. Yeah. Uh, but before they can really decide, France declares war on Prussia. Why? Okay. <laughs> uh, because yeah, why? France didn't want Prussia to invade her, so it's like a preemptive strike, I guess? Uh, Alright. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but basically, it, it's kind of dumb because the French Revolution is going on, so why would you start a war? But I, I don't know. Anyway, so this begins a five-year war known as the War of the First Coalition because basically everybody oh, teams up against France. There, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, my thing went out for a second. Sorry about that, everybody. All right, well, we're back. Okay, so War Area. of the First Coalition. So, the Holy Roman Empire, Prussia, Great Britain, Spain, uh, the Dutch Republic, Portugal, Sardinia, Naples, and even several renegade French armies all team up to fight France. Oh, that while sounds While the French like Revolution fun. is going on. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, and so France has to defend itself. Yeah, so side note, France actually won the war, which is kind of crazy. Uh... But wow. that's a different story for a different time. We're, we're talking about Terrare, right? So the right. war's going on, and Terrare begins to think that maybe it's time for him to do his civic and patriotic duty. Uh, so Terrare joins the French army. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, wow, what's he gonna do, eat the enemy? Well, we'll see. You'll see. Uh, it's better than oh that. God. <laughs> it is far better than that. Okay. Oh my god. So, unfortunately, things go really poorly, really fast for him. Uh, the military rations given to each man were not nearly enough for Terrare. Uh, oh, yeah! So, he began carrying out tasks for other soldiers in return for their rations. 
Uh, he also resorted to picking through the dung heaps, dust bins, and gutters in order to find scraps of food. Holy shit! Uh, and none of this was enough for Terare, though, and he soon collapsed from exhaustion and was admitted oh to the military God. hospital. Uh, so the doctors there decided to give him quadruple rations, and he was allowed to return to camp after his recovery. Uh, but this was still not a enough, of course, and so Terare- Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Mm -hmm. So they're giving him triple rations. Quadruple rations, actually. Quadruple rations? Yes, oh, shit. Yes, yes. Uh, this is still not enough. He's still hungry. Ah. Yeah. So, Terare begins marching around the military camps, looking for stray dogs and cats. Classic. Uh, and it was not long before the dogs and cats would actually flee at the mere sight of Terare because they seemed oh, to know Jesus. what he would do to them if he caught them. Yeah. Uh, Terare also started sneaking into the army uh, pharmacist's room to steal and eat bandages and medications. What the fuck? Yep. Oh, okay. God! So eventually this catches the eye of the military surgeons, and they invite Terare yes. to their medical center in order to experiment on him. Oh no. Uh, they began by- they began the test by laying a table with enough food to feed 15 soldiers. Jesus. Uh, and, and normally, hospital staff would have to restrain Terare in the presence of food, but this time he was given full range of the food on the table. So, Terare oh responds by eating everything on the table. Uh, and this oh. included two large meat pies, plates of grease and salt, four gallons of milk, and a ton of other things. Uh, yeah. Uh, Terare then fell asleep immediately, having his stomach inflated like a giant balloon. Which oh is my just God. disturbing. That is... Horrible. Uh, That's horrible. <laughs> but the, what a scene that must have been. Uh, this, it must yes. have been like the scene from Hook where they're eating the paint. Oh, yeah. You remember that scene? <laughs> like, do, what yeah. the fuck was that? I don't know. But that's kind of like slow motion or whatever. Or, or that scene from Heavyweights where they all break their diets right. or whatever. Yep. Ugh, great scene. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the experiments um, are not over for Terare. Okay! Uh, so, later the military doctors give Terare a live cat. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, to eat? Yes. To, well, to see if just he would eat Just to see if it. he'll do it? Yeah, exactly. Because they're like... Why would, could they just ask him, like, hey, would you eat a live cat? Have you ever eaten a live cat? No, they'd, like, give him one, like, there! Yeah. We'll see if he eats it. <laughs> no, they just hand him a live cat. <laughs> That's a test for the Doppler effect. It, it is, exactly, <laughs> yes. And those brave cat boys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, what Terare does is he rips the cat in half. Oh my god. Sucks the blood out of its abdomen, and then devours both pieces of the cat. Oh god! And then 30 minutes later or so, he vomits up the fur and the skin. Like a, ah. like a hairball. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so, so the doctors are like, well, what the hell else can we feed this dude? <laughs> So they begin, <laughs> they begin out of curiosity, oh. going around the camp, and they they collect things and they feed Terare. This is kind of terrible and sad. Almighty. Uh, but they feed Terare live puppies, snakes, lizards, and other animals, and Terare what? eats everything. Okay, so the doctors are worse than Terare. You know, yes. He, well, Terare's yeah, obviously well. got some sort of condition. Like he can't really help it, right? Uh, and the doctors Literally. are just like, well, that's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They're like putting, it's like kids who put beetles in a jar to see if they'll fight. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shake them up. Mer. 
Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, they also give him an entire eel to eat. Um, oh my god. Terare crushed the head of it with his teeth and then swallowed the entire eel without chewing. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see why you were crying laughing. Oh, we're not even the, the imagery. best part. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the military doctors kept Terare for several months and continued to see what else he would eat. Uh, and they wow. were also trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, um, oh. Anyway. Uh, what the fuck is happening? It keeps happening. Let's keep making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. And remember, though, that right. there's a war going on and that Terare oh, is yeah. still a soldier. <laughs> So eventually right. the military is like, hey, can Terari return to active duty as a soldier? <laughs> uh, and in response, one of the doctors, Dr. Corville, uh, approached the commanding general, General Alexander de Buehonard, uh. and told him of Terari's <laughs> unusual abilities to eat motherfucking everything. <laughs> So, yes. You got that French got that, accent yeah, still going. It's like oh. a parasite on me. Anyway, so Dr. Corville then sug suggests that perhaps Terare and his appetite could be used by military intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, of course. Yeah, of course, because why not? <laughs> He can swallow the intelligence whole. Well, he'll just, yes! He'll just swallow... He'll just swallow a spy and, like, bring him back and vomit him up. Okay, like, that's that almost what happens. Just hang on. <laughs> no way! No! Yeah, okay. No! Oh my god. So, okay. General Boisernet, uh likes this idea, so Terare was brought before him. Uh, and the general gives Terare a wooden box with a test document inside, and Terare then ate the box. <laughs> <laughs> well, he swallows it whole. Uh, so he swallows... He swallows it whole. This wooden box whole, yep. Holy and, shit. Okay. And two days later, Terare shits out the box. And... <laughs> army... French army intelligence then opens the box and finds that the document was still legible. Uh, <laughs> so the doctors and General Bouhernet uh, then conclude that Terare would be an excellent spy or courier. So all of the oh. French commander, all listen, all of the French commanders of the Army of the Rhine were gathered together, and General Bouhernet presents Terare to them. So uh, it's all these uh, French generals <laughs> gathered around a table. Wow, from humble beginnings. <laughs> Terare is brought out, and he's asked to eat another wooden box with a message inside of it, which Terare oh quickly God. does. Uh, and oh. because he does this, uh, Terare was rewarded with a wheelbarrow full of 30 pounds, or 14 kilograms, of raw bulls, lungs, and livers. Oh my god! Terare then ate all 30 pounds of this raw meat in front of the assembled generals. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, in front of them? In front of them. Just like gobbles it all up, just immediately. Uh, off the wheelbarrow. <laughs> That's incredible and, and horrible. It, it sounds like a scene out of like a like a Quentin Tarantino or a Stanley Kubrick yeah, movie. Yeah, it's just like you've got these heads of heads of the military in their uniforms and everything in this dimly lit room, just watching this man devour raw lungs. And and remember that that's not even why they're there. They wanted to see if he would eat the box, and then right. his reward is just all this raw meat, which he eats. It's just so weird. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, so oh, God. 
So the generals all conclude that Terare needs to be promoted. <laughs> to what? So Terare was- Head chef? <laughs> no, no, no. He is made an official spy of the Army of the Rhine. <laughs> um, wow. However, General Bwehene, or however you say it, uh, he was a bit worried about Terare because he wasn't sure whether or not Terare had the mental fortitude and capacity to be a spy. I mean, right, he's clearly got a condition of some kind. Yeah, and, and pretty much all of his brain seems to be focused on fight, finding and eating food, which isn't okay. great for spying. Uh, <laughs> so, thus, Terari was given basically a dummy message for his first task. Uh, and Terari was ordered to eat a box with a message and then deliver it to a French colonel who was captured by the Prussians and held in Germany. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Tarare was told that the message was very important, but in reality, it was basically just a note asking the French colonel, "Did you receive this message?" <laughs> uh, oh my God. So it's like a test, but Tarare okay. doesn't know this. Anyway, there there was a huge problem with this whole plan. Uh, right. First of all, Tarare was still a very hungry man. <laughs> yes. And secondly, he didn't speak any German at all. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so Terrari goes out, and he's just kind of fucking around in Germany, <laughs> looking for food, while looking for this captured French colonel. <laughs> right. And seeing a deformed Frenchman digging around through their trash eventually alerts the locals, and Prussian forces almost immediately captured Terrari. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that went just as well as I could have expected. Right. So, Terrari was stripped naked, but of course no secret message was found to be on his person. Oh uh, so the Prussian troops then heavily whipped Terrari, but he refused oh to betray his mission. So, you know, props to Terrari, right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Terrari was then brought before Prussian General Zoegli, uh, but again refused to betray France. Uh, so Terrari was eventually, well, he was carried away and thrown into a Prussian POW camp. Of course. Uh, and after 24 hours of not eating anything, Terari cried out to his captors and told an interpreter the whole thing. So, wow. <laughs> hunger eventually broke him. Not wow. the whipping or wow. interrogation. Yeah. Uh, so Terari explained that very soon he was going to shit out a box full of very secret French military intelligence. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Prussians... <laughs> so oh, the God. Prussians chain him to a toilet and wait... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and 30 hours oh. thirty hours later, after having eaten the box, Terrari finally poops out, uh, poops it out into the Prussian prison. Oh my god. And the Prussians immediately translate the note and brought it to General Zwigli, who became furious after realizing it was basically just a text message with a dummy message. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> however, another source states that the message never got into the Prussian hands because Terare shat it out and then ate the shit and the box again oh! to protect it from getting into the Prussian hands. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> either way... Sweet Jesus! Either way, Terare was sentenced oh. to death because he's a spy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Prussian soldiers took him to the gallows and placed a noose around his neck. But at the last second, right before the noose was dropped, General Zoegli took pity on Terare and ordered that he be returned to French lines and freed. Uh, so the Prussians took him off the gallows, beat him severely, and then gave him back to the French. <laughs> okay, so he's still We're alive. We're not done yet. <laughs> oh my god. 
So, after his return to France, Terrare wanted nothing more to... to he, he did not want to be a spy anymore, which, like... Alright, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, sorry about that, everyone. We had some technical okay. difficulties, right. but since yeah. we are technical geniuses... So... Um, we sorted it out. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. so Terrare... Yeah. He returns to France. Problems. The Prussians <laughs> let him go, right? And he uh -huh. won. Tarai Tar just wants out. He doesn't want to be a spy anymore, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty uh, shitty mission, no pun intended. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Tarare, uh, he goes back to the military doctors, particularly the surgeon named Baron Piercy, and he begged them to cure him of his eating habits. Uh, well. So. Percy agreed. Yeah. yeah, right. So Percy agreed to try everything he had at his disposal. So uh, first, Terrare received heavy doses of laudanum, which did okay. nothing. Yes. Uh, next, Terrare was given large amounts of wine vinegar and tobacco pills, but neither what? worked. <laughs> tobacco pills? That just sounds like you would get a really bad stomachache. Yeah. I think oh. that's kind of the intention. Ew. Uh, Piercy then tried feeding Terrare nothing but soft-boiled eggs, but this didn't work either. Oh my god, why would that even be, like, a theory? I don't- I don't know. Maybe if I you don't know. feed him a ton of really bad eggs, he'll not want to eat anymore? I guess so. I don't know. Uh, so, per uh, Percy then resorted to basically putting Terrare on a strict diet. <laughs> okay. But this ended up being disastrous. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, so Terrare responded by sneaking out of the hospital and scavenging for the discarded intestines and bones of animals outside of butcher's shops. Oh, oh, <laughs> God. He also, How does this guy not get sick? I don't, oh, okay. I don't know. He also begins fighting stray dogs in the streets over rubbish <laughs> and garbage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This wasn't enough food, though. So oh. he Terrari soon resorts to sneaking into hospital rooms where patients were undergoing bloodletting. Oh. And he would drink up all of the blood that had been uh, let out. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, and I'm sorry. Oh. On several occasions later, Terrari was also found and caught in the hospital mortuary attempting to eat the dead bodies. Oh! Yes. Oh my... <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, the other doctors firmly believed that Terrari was insane, uh, or possessed by a demon. Really? They, they, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, they wanted to send him away to a lunatic asylum, but this, uh, that one surgeon named Percy continues to believe that Terrari could be healed. Uh, finally, though, even Percy's limit was reached, and this is yep. dark. Uh, oh, shit. One night, a 14-month-old baby disappears from the hospital. What the fuck? And Terrari was immediately blamed, and Percy decided that this was the final straw. Well, he was blamed, but did he do it? We're not really sure, but most likely, yes. I mean, Percy was completely uh. on Terrari's side, and even Percy at this point was like, there's no defending you, you gotta go out of here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so Terrari was run out of the hospital and told never to return. Uh, he then kind of disappears from history for about four years or so. During this time, he was somewhere in France, continuing to eat everything as an entertainer. <sighs> uh, now, as a quick note, this surgeon Percy, who I've mentioned a few times, he's the main source for the life and adventures of Terrare. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also looks like the Terrare also shows up in records of other military doctors, as well as French military records... So, as far as we can tell, all of this is true. <laughs> uh, I... 
I don't want to believe it. I mean, I, I, I can't. I can't even believe he got away with that. Like, if he actually did it? Yeah. How do you get away with eating a child? I mean, I what guess it's un unpleased of insanity, I guess. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, oh, anyway, we'll get kind of into the science uh, of Terari when we return to his young but inevitable end and death. <laughs> the science of Terari. <laughs> yeah, it sounds okay. like a cult. <laughs> it does. It's it actually really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay, well, in that case, I think we ought to move over to Nikola Tesla's End and Death. What yes. do you think, James? I'm ready for this. All right, so I am scrolling down all the way through the goddamn document. Okay, we don't have a document. I'm mm -hmm. scrolling through my brain. We don't mm -hmm. write. All right. So, Nikola Tesla's End and Death. So, when we left Tesla, his life was falling apart. Yeah. In 1900, uh, Tesla had moved into what was called the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York. And ran up a huge bill over the course of 22 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he huh. lived in a hotel. Yeah. Um, he then moved to another hotel and then to another and another. Oh. And he ends up just jumping from hotel to hotel, being chased by creditors until he actually completely runs out of money. Oh, it's so sad. I know. So he started walking in the park every day, feeding the pigeons and taking injured birds back to his hotel room and nursing them back to health. Oh. I know! Oh. It's horrible! So, here's a quote from him, actually. He's so I have been feeding pigeons, thousands of them for years, but there was one, a beautiful bird, pure white, with light gray tips on its wings. That was one... That one was different. It was a female. I had only uh, to wish and call her, and she would come flying to me. I loved that pigeon as a man loves a woman, and she loved me. As long as I had her, there was purpose to my life. That is so fucking sad. I know. Oh. It's horrible. Wow. So, like, this genius guy is, like, he's the old guy in the park feeding the pigeons. Yeah. Um, oh. So, anyway, he spent, like, two grand fixing up pigeons that were injured. Oh. Uh, and he was kicked out of his latest hotel for a mess in 1923, oh. um, for, which included, like, you know... Um, like machinery. He was he was doing droppings. yeah sure, but he was he was also building like splints and things, and it was oh. you know, oh. you know but it was, wow. I know. It was, so he got kicked out in 1923 for the mess, yeah. 1930 again for the mess, and another in 1934. Oh god. Um, and since he was out of money, the Westinghouse company that he you know worked for, mm -hmm. they actually started to help him pay for his living arrangements, and they gave him a stipend. Good. Um, which they did for the rest of his life. So Good. he wasn't you know completely without friends. He was taken care of. Yeah. Um, and Westinghouse, because they they didn't want to make it look like he was a charity case, um, right. and they didn't want him to feel like he was a charity case, um, put him on basically as a consultant. Mm, okay. And and. Yeah, that, that was what they did. So well, good for them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, good for them, really. Yeah. Like, if he had been working for Edison, I could see, like, him being just hung out to dry. Right. Um, yeah. Like he was before. Right. But anyway, yeah. so it's 1931, and Tesla is 75, and now we're getting to the weird conspiracy stuff. Okay. okay. So he had this birthday party and invited mm. inventors from all over the world to come and visit him, uh, and he would regale them with stories of his amazing past. Hmm. And one year, he claimed he invented a motor that ran on cosmic rays. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. In 1933, he claimed that he was on the verge of creating a new kind of energy that would be cheap as hell and weren't run on a device that would last half a millennium. Huh. Um, he also claimed he was developing a way to record thoughts. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... You know, this got him a lot of attention. Right, yeah. Um, so, you know, he's back on the radar again. So mm -hmm. in, in, uh, in 1934, 
Uh, he also told reporters that he had designed a super weapon that would end all wars. Mm. This was called Tesla's Death Ray. Right, I've heard uh, of this. Yeah, so it basically worked the same way he got injured in his shop. Uh, giant vacuum tubes would spit out vast clouds of metallic projectiles and basically vaporize anything in their path. Right. It worked in theory. Kind of, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, but nobody wanted it, right? Okay, like, yeah. We don't, we, we don't want a death ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not for us. Um, then, at, when Tesla was 79, he described a device he had, had invented that would cause an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Um, and he expected to make $100 million off of it. Right, I've heard of that too. So he's 79. He claimed he could collapse the Empire State Building with like a few pounds of, of uh, a few PSI of pressure, right? Wow. Um, it was amazing. That yeah. was the claim. Then at 81, Tesla claimed that he had not only designed the death ray, he had actually built it. <laughs> okay. Uh, quote, but it is not an experiment. I have built, demonstrated, and used it. Only a little time will pass before I can give it to the world. Hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, like, excited about his little death ray. Yeah. Um, so cute. Anyway, so, the <laughs> uh, so that fall, in 1937, Tesla went out to feed his pigeons and was hit by a taxi. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he broke three... You know, he's like, what is it? He's 81. Um... He also damaged, hurt his back pretty badly. Uh -huh. um, but that's about all we know about it. We don't have the exact details because Tesla never went to a doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah, got hit by a taxi, didn't go to the doctor. Right. Um, so then the... <laughs> he then goes on to survive another six years. Oh, gosh. Uh, after these horrible injuries and ends up dying alone in the New oh. Yorker Hotel of Coronary Thrombosis. Oh, God. Yeah, so two days, and here's the other conspiracy bit. Mm -hmm. So two days later, the FBI ordered the alien property custodian to steal everything that Tesla had. Right. That's not as exciting as it sounds because it has nothing to do with space aliens, but it is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so the alien property custodian basically confiscates things that belong to foreigners. Right. Um, but Tesla was an American citizen. Huh. Um, they had, and like, he had gotten his citizenship years and years and years prior wow okay. um so they were uh, out of their league by doing they were this. completely out of their league by yeah. by confiscating all of his inventions and notes hmm. um so they take all this shit and they call the they basically call mit and they're like can you send us a guy to investigate tesla's notes yeah um and all his latest prototypes huh. um this guy comes out examines everything and he says this is all very cool but it would never work okay <laughs> <laughs> um but what of the death ray that he said he built yeah well, it was in a box, labeled Death Ray. <laughs> um, inside was a 45-year-old multi-decade resistance box. Mm. So basically nothing. <laughs> or so we're told. Or so we're told. Mm -hmm. So 2,000 people attended Tesla's funeral. His body was cremated. The ashes are in a golden sphere in the Tesla Museum in Belgrade. Wow. Uh, and here's a quote that I really liked by Tesla. Mm-hmm. He said, to me, the universe is simply a great machine which never came into being and never will end. Hmm. What we call soul or spirit is nothing more than the sum of the functionings of the body. When this functioning ceases, the soul or the spirit ceases likewise. So he doesn't believe in a transcendent. Right. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Also to describe the universe as a great machine, that's pretty cool. I kind of like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yes, yeah, so... I, I lived in conspiracy land for a while back in my early college days. Good times, good times. And I remember that, yeah, kind of like what you said, Tesla claimed that he had the death ray and he had a weather controlling machine. 
mm-hmm. uh, an earthquake-inducing machine, and he also said that he could create unlimited energy. And I believe he said you could just plug basically a metal rod into the ground, and it would be electri- there would be electric current in the metal rod, so everyone would have free electricity. Uh, and so the conspiracy goes that the government wanted these these to keep, you know, the oil companies rich and whatnot. That's classic. Yes. Now, what is interesting is that the U.S. government, uh, they said they didn't have any of Tesla's notes or anything until 1989, I believe, or something like that, for a long time. Because people were like, hey, Freedom of Information Act or whatever, can we have some of Tesla's notes? And the FBI and whatnot were like, yeah, we don't have it. Um... And then in 1989, it might not be in 1989, I can't remember exactly, the FBI did release uh, some information on Tesla and basically confirms that the the U.S. government does have everything that Tesla, what was in Tesla's apartment. So it's just interesting that they said no for 40 or so years and then actually, oh, uh, we actually do have it. Yeah, and it's been thoroughly cleaned up. Uh, and the the final part of the big conspiracy is that the uh, HARP program, or the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, uh-huh. built by the United States, is basically based off of all of Tesla's uh, information and whatnot, and it'll control us all and control the I, the different atmosphere levels. And I don't remember. Wow. But uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of conspiracy around Nikola Tesla and the U.S. government. Mm. And it is weird to some degree. Like, why did they deny they had all his stuff? Yeah. For like, 40 it's kind of kind of strange. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do we say? We let's find out what actually killed Terare. <laughs> Yeah, he's still alive. Um, yeah. He's walking around looking for more worlds to devour. Oh my god. So, let's move into Terare's no. end and death. Take it away, Okay, James. so when we last left Terare, he had just eaten a baby <laughs> and had disappeared into the French countryside. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay. So, uh, four years later, in 1798, that French guy named Percy was contacted by a hospital in Versailles uh, that notified him that Terrari had recently been admitted here, and that he also wished that Percy would visit him. So, Percy traveled to Versailles and visited Terrari, who was bedridden, very weak, and pale. Uh, so, Terrari explained to Percy that two years earlier, he had eaten a golden fork. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he believed that this fork had gotten clogged, and that was the reason behind his current weakness. No shit. And he hoped, <laughs> and that he, yeah, and he hoped Percy could remove the fork. Uh, unfortunately, though, Percy saw that Terrari was actually suffering from advanced tuberculosis. Oh, sweet <laughs> Jesus. So, a month later, Terrari began suffering from continuous diarrhea mixed with blood and pus, and Terrari died shortly thereafter. Oh, God. Now, yeah, uh, Terrari's corpse began rotting much quicker than normal, and it also smelled so bad that none of the hospital surgeons would even get near it. Jesus. Uh, one surgeon, though, named Tessier, wanted to find out why Terrari was the way that he was, and also see if he could find that golden fork that Terrari had eaten two years earlier. Yeah. So Tessier dissected Terrari's body, uh, and what he found was that almost the entire body was full of pus. Ugh. Uh, also, Terrari's liver and gallbladder were abnormally large. His stomach was absolutely gigantic and covered in, like, ulcers and warts. Oh, God. 
And also, Tessier found that if you opened Terare's mouth, you could see all the way down the canal and straight into the stomach. What? It's just this, this straight <laughs> shoot. Oh my god. Uh, and the golden fork was never found. Oh, probably absorbed. So he, <laughs> no, he must have pooped it oh, out. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Which is just tor- terrible. Okay, so now, as far as the science behind this fucking weird story, <laughs> we're basically not sure. <laughs> Aliens. So, <laughs> yeah, the the multitude and details of the sources indicate that Terare was real and that the stories are real. Uh, and there have been a few other similar documented cases, but Terare was the only one autopsied, so there's just not enough data to name this disorder. This, this disorder. Right. Uh, so it's like an unnamed disorder, which is kind of disheartening. Uh, but they think that Terraria's case was probably a collection of different disorders. Wow. For example, hyperthyroidism is a disorder in which too much of the thyroid hormone is created, which in turn causes excessive hunger. It is also possible that Terraria had a damaged amygdala, uh, yeah, amygdala in the brain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when this is damaged in animals, it causes excessive hunger. So people think that could have been it too. But we don't really know. All we know is that he ate a fuck ton of weird things and served his country not so well, but bravely. And also ate a baby. I mean... And then ate a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, <laughs> wow. That was, yeah. that was something else. I'm so glad you didn't tell me anything. I know, right? Holy God. Yeah. Okay. That was exciting. <laughs> well, I think we should... I guess that's I it. I guess that's it. Shall we head to the surface? Uh, sure. All right. Off we go. So, James, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Well, I definitely will not be eating a baby. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Um, That's good enough. But I am hungry now, uh, thinking about oh. uh, Terrare, so I'll probably oh. go eat Germany. Good choice. I wonder what Germany tastes like. Uh, probably racism and sausage. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. yes. So. Oh, yes, okay. Uh, what are you going to do for the rest of your day? I am going to read the Bible. Uh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> because I need to purify myself after all that. <laughs> that oh that's going to take a long time. Bible is it's pretty long. I didn't say I was going to read the whole thing. Oh, I thought you did. Just oh, a uh, Song of Solomon. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I think it's about time to bring the show to an end for today. Feel free to send all your hate mail to we talk about dead people podcast at gmail.com. We will read all of it eventually and not along. If you hate us, you're probably right. If you like us, though, please consider funding the show by becoming a patron on patreon.com. That's patreon.com slash we talk about dead people. Uh, even as little as a dollar as, it co- as much as it costs to make James extremely happy uh, helps ah! us. <laughs> we all want James to be extremely happy. Uh, our cover art was created by the extremely gifted Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration. You can view more of his phenomenal work at www.ipattersonillustration.com. With all of that being said, we'll close out and let the sounds of... Oh. Tarare play you out. Hum, nom, 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 nom. <laughs>
leaving their earthly belongings behind, pandemonium and confusion will certainly reign for a time. A million conversations will end mid-sentence. Can you imagine that? Mid-sentence. People on television, mid-sentence, they're gone. A million phone receivers will suddenly go dead. A woman will reach out for a man's hand in the dark and no one will be there. A man will turn with a laugh to slap his colleague on the back and his hand will move through empty air. A basketball player will make a length of the floor pass to a teammate streaking down court and find there is no one there to receive it and no referee to call out of bounds. And listen to this, friends. This really moves my heart. A mother will pull back the covers in a bassinet, smelling the sweet baby smell one moment, but suddenly kissing empty space and looking into empty blankets. Think of the countless homes where, in the twinkling of an eye, only clothes will remain in the chair where believers sat moments before. Consider the passengers aboard airplanes with a Christian crew. Many believe that the rapture will result in titanic chaos as Christian auto and bus drivers, train engineers, pilots, and others suddenly vanish. The rapture just may create the greatest freeway gridlock in history. The world will somehow have to come to terms with millions of missing Christians. The ensuing outcry of sorrow, love, and confusion will make the rapture a well-publicized event, dominating the media probably for weeks and even months. The world will have to recognize the rapture, but too late to prepare for it. Because, you know, friends, they will be left behind. And if you're watching this video right now, and you have experienced this, I'm glad that there is still hope for you.